This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us Monday and Tuesday, you know we're talking about the subject of affliction, something that we don't embrace too readily, but I hope through the course of this week, we're going to see affliction when brought forth by God is a very redemptive process that God has that we could be conformed more and more to the image of the Lord. And we've talked about a number of scriptures showing that Jesus himself was afflicted. It says in Isaiah 53, 4, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken of God and afflicted. In the same chapter, Isaiah 53, verse 7 says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted. We turn to the affliction regarding the people of Israel when they were under bondage in Egypt. And it was because of their affliction that they cried out to God and that ultimately led to their deliverance. So we see the key ingredient in affliction, Junie, is really immediately to call upon the name of the Lord and not say, why is this happening or wondering what's wrong, but say, Lord, do do with me as you see fit. And we'll see through the course of this week that God will be with us in the midst of our afflictions. And he loves us, Shelley, because we saw in Exodus 1, chapters, uh, verses 9 through 12, and Exodus 3, verses 7 through 8, that the Lord heard the cry of Israel, and that's why he raised up a deliverer. And in the days that we're living in now, uh, as um, darkness covers America and more of the earth, we need to know that in our affliction, God will hear our cries and he will raise up for us a deliverer or he will empower us to go through what we are being afflicted in. And we saw in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing. Really, June, it's so powerful, and we need to see that we use, I believe you quoted this yesterday, Junie, Psalm 119, verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction, that thy word has revived or quickened me. That's the key. We have to go to God to know his word. That will get us through the affliction. Not that we're going to escape, but God is going to uh, do something in the process of going through a time of difficulty that will bring us more and more into the image of the Son. And I believe we closed uh, yesterday by reciting Psalm 119, 107. 
I am exceedingly afflicted. Revive me, O Lord, according to thy word. And that is the key. The word of God is our source of comfort in any and all afflictions. And we see, Shelley, in Psalm 119, verse 67, it says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep thy word. And in that same psalm, Psalm 119, verse 71, it reads, It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn thy statutes. So we see here the cry of David, realizing that when he went astray, it was before his affliction. But when he was afflicted, he learned to keep the word of the Lord. And we saw again in verse 71 that David wrote, For me, that I was afflicted, it was good that I may learn thy statutes. So there was something that David learned through his affliction that caused him to keep the statutes and the way of the Lord. It's really powerful, June, because if we look at our own lives, we see that when we are at ease, when everything is going well, uh, and bless the Lord, there are so many times when things go exceptionally well, but those are the times that it's really easier to drift away, to begin to compromise just a little bit, to let down our guard. But when we are afflicted, our eyes immediately turn to the Lord and our heart is brought back to the place where we should be. So afflictions, we need to understand this, are not for our pleasure, but for our profit, because those, turn, those times turn out to be exceptionally profitable. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us now, and I think we'll see the significance of afflictions. When we look at a parable, and it's one of the most important parables, we're going to look in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. I want to start by reading verses 3 to 8. Rather than go through the whole parable, I want to take out a significant part that uh, speaks about the issue of afflictions. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be reading Mark chapter 4, verses 3 to 8. Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. And it came about that as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. And other seed fell on the rocky road where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. Verse 6. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. So I trust that we're all aware of the the four types of soil that's needed that, put it this way, that reflect our heart. And there's a significant portion here, and let's go to the explanation that Jesus gives in verses 13 to 17. All right, Mark 4, beginning in verse 13. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? And how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. And in a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. 
Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. So, Junie, I don't know another portion of Scripture that could show the importance of being rooted in the word, having the word um, imparted to us in order to see us through affliction. Rather than uh, being gripped by fear and turning away from the Lord, those times call for us to draw closer to him more than ever before. And we see, Shelley, no firm root was in them. And we saw what happened in verse 6 where it says, after the sun had risen, it was scorched. The seed was scorched. Why? Because it had no root. It withered away. And we need to remember, as you said, the word. And Jesus said, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So we see the importance here of being rooted in the word. And Jesus is the word made flesh. So our life needs to be in relationship with and rooted in the Lord. We need to trust him. And how do we trust him, Shelley? By when we are afflicted or when we're going through times that we don't understand or situations that we can't see through. And we begin to cry out to the Lord and follow his word, follow him. We find out his faithfulness so that when we see his faithfulness, And the next time, because in this world we will have tribulation, Jesus warned us, told us to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. So when we go through tribulation, when we go through troubles or trials or afflictions, we remember the faithfulness of the Lord in our experience with him through the word. You know, it's interesting here, Junie, in verse 17 in Mark 4, the conclusion of that verse says, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And fall away in the Greek really means to stumble. And this is, this is the option that we have when we are going through a difficult time, when we're being disciplined, when God reproves us. And there's so many shapes and forms that affliction could take. Those are just some of them. But what do we do when difficult time comes about? We're either going to stumble, we're either going to drift away, or else we are going to embrace the word, which necessitates the fact that the word must be the engrafted word. We cannot know something about the word, but the word needs to become flesh in us just as it was in Jesus. Not that we're going to become like God, but we are going to have the word. And what does the word say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But because of the resurrection, Shelley, and even before Jesus was resurrected, he told Nicodemus, you're a teacher of the Jews, and you don't know you must be born again. That's right. And it's so important for every one of our listeners to remember this, that if there wasn't a time in your life when you gave your heart to the Lord, where you uh, asked him to come into your heart, to change your heart, to give you a new heart, to put his spirit within you, how important that is, because this shows the root and why they fell away, because there was no firm root within them, which means that Jesus was not firmly planted in their hearts. So this is a very important um, 
scripture and parable to remember because Jesus himself taught this to us. And on this week of afflictions, this is how we really do see that they're redemptive when we learn from his word through the scriptures and also through the firm root who is Jesus himself in our heart to live in by and through him Amen. and yes, his Lord. word. You know, it's interesting, Junie. It says, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, which implies that if we are men and women living by the word, one of the natural effects, if we are demonstrating the word of God, is there's going to be persecution and there's going to be affliction. And perhaps we haven't gone through that kind of affliction because the word isn't embedded deeply in our hearts. So I pray that the, the lesson for today, at least one of the lessons is, Know the word. Have the word lead your life. It's not just knowing about, but it's really living in the word of God. And then you can be sure there will be affliction. But we know that in the midst of that affliction, the Lord through his Holy Spirit is going to comfort us and we will become very effective and powerful witnesses. Lord, we thank you, oh, Lord. Thank you, we Lord. thank you, Lord, for your ways, yes. which are so much higher than ours. Rich, so Lord. I pray that we can embrace your word more yes. than ever before and allow the afflictions to work something in yes, us that will Holy not Lord. cause us to stumble, but it will cause us to draw closer to you. Yes, Father. We pray that for both of us, and we pray that for everyone listening this morning. In Jesus' holy name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.